today on the show, Judge Not Lest You Be Judged, but we'll all be judged at some point. Our second installment of our series on the four last things, all this plus our picks of the week. This is the Catholic Underground. That's right. It's me again. Father Chris is out, um, but you have hit the play button on the Catholic Underground, a podcast cutting through the noise and bringing you topics that matter. That hasn't changed. The only thing that's changed is that I'm in the driver's seat. So buckle up. It's going to be good. It's episode number 458. If you are making tally marks on your bedroom wall while you're listening, um, I am not Father Chris, but for the last time, I am Kathleen Lee. Because you're new. What? She's oh getting my married. Gosh. <laughs> Get excited. I'm a teacher here in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Joining me tonight are, of course, the lovely Olivia Galino, uh-huh. also a teacher in the yes. Diocese of Baton Rouge. That is true. We are a full house of teachers. Today. We are. Good to have you, Olivia. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm I, don't so get to, I don't ever get to say that. Good to good to see you. It's good to have you here, Kathleen. Oh, well. I love that we just, like, when Father Chris isn't here, we just get to, like, love yeah. on each other. It's great. Like, hmm. oh, and he's I'm probably, sure he misses and it. And he's probably like, roll it, roll <laughs> it, right? Um you know, sitting in my spot tonight as our guest, we have Michael Lane, also a, also teacher, a teacher in the Diocese <laughs> yes. of Baton Rouge. Oh. Welcome, Michael. Good to have I'm you back. Glad to be back. Last time you were on the show, what was our topic? Do you remember? We were um, talking about like I just remember that I beat Olivia mm. in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. it was right. the really difference remember. between yeah. the monks and, and yes, I got it. I invited life, you back, life. so maybe a little courtesy. Yeah, mm, you know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Speaking of monks and nuns, there's none other. Then the one and only Jeff Blackwell. Let's go on up to the Jeff Star one near space. What does Father Chris say? Near, near Earth orbit. Earth, space orbit. Space and thing. I've never had to hey. say it. Now I'm panicking. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> near Earth orbiting satellite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and I need to talk like you guys. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm so glad to be here, nuns and, and religious alike. So. We're so glad you're here. You're so cute. Look at you. We also have in the ball pit. Yes. Yes. Ed Ball. Woo. So give it up for him. I mean, wherever you are, give him a little Woo. a little golf clap. Yeah, yeah, a little golf, golf clap. There you go. Now, last week, last show, which was, we don't know when, we're outside of space and time today. Uh, but on our last show, we started a series on the four last things. And so our last show, we talked about um, everyone's favorite topic, uh, death. Yes. And what it means. And so we thought tonight we would move on to what happens after we die. And so tonight we're going to be talking a lot about uh, judgment. And what does that mean? What does it look like? Uh, you know, I was talking to my students in fact, just this past week, and I, we were talking about, uh, you know, what happens when we die. I busted a lot of bubbles um, right. when I said that their animals don't go to heaven. Yep. Wait, did you bust the bubble of not angels when we die? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I did we that. Talked about that. I did yeah. that on Friday. You're not I, an angel. I just, I just waylaid all of their, yeah. all of their hopes and dreams. But we're, you know, we, we started talking about that, and it was so funny because they had such specific questions, and right. I was like, I don't know. I've never been Wait, there. Remind I don't us know. of your I never age group. Did that. What's the age Sixth group? Sixth grade. Yeah. So they're thinking about grade. death early. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, a lot of them have experienced, you know, have experienced, mm-hmm. you know, death in their own life, and yeah. they want to know. Yeah. Where Where are my loved ones? Yeah. What happens when I die? You know. And I, I'm like, I don't. I could tell you what we believe. Right. You know. I said, but I don't know. I've never been there. 
Also, so we, you don't know their souls, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also I was like, well, there's, we have some options here, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what I would like to believe happens to all of us, but, you know, and so, um, so as we're talking about this idea of death and then what happens next, you know, I, th- I think the more that I, um, the older I get, the more I think about it, uh, you know, and, and, and like I said, we were talking earlier about this, you know, earlier before the show, um, now that I'm getting married, mm-hmm. you know, talking about what does death and my death and his mm-hmm. death and the time spent, you know, together here, what does that mean? Yeah. And so, um, so we were talking earlier too about, um, you know, going back to scripture and about, um, that famous scripture, Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Jesus himself, I mean, we, we obviously about when it comes to the end times, we have a whole book, like the revelation, right? Yeah. It's the, the apocalypse, the unveiling of what is uh, the reality of, of heaven and earth at the end of time. Um, but when we, even in Jesus's own teaching, he talks specifically in Matthew 25, mm-hmm. there are three parables about the end times that he um, kind of lays out. But I think the most maybe striking well, I personally, I, I love like the parable of the 10 virgins, but um, I'm a the, goats and sheep kind of guy. Yeah, goats and sheep. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most striking, right? Because yeah. the kind of metric that's used to divide the, the sheep and the goats, right? He's putting the yeah. the, the sheep on his left, on his right and the goats on his left. Mm-hmm. And the metric that he's using to divide them is, um, did you follow the corporal works of mercy, right? Yeah. Um, he says to those that, you know, uh, to the sheep, when I was uh, naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me, right? Um, and then to the opposite, to the others. Um, and I always, like, whenever this is a, a passage that gets read at mass or just, you know, in my own daily, like, scripture reading, I'm always kind of like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Yeah. I don't I, always do that. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it causes me yeah. to kind of, like, like judge myself in a way, you know, and be like, I, when's the last time I like, in a, in both, we have to think about the spiritual works of mercy as well as the corporal, but like Mm -hmm. in, in some way fed someone, yeah, especially in a corporal way, you know, when's the last time that I clothed someone, even if I just clothed them in like their own dignity, like I affirmed their dignity, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's a way for me to kind of like practice like self judgment, but also then, you know, we can kind of think about, do you remember that meme a while ago that was like, uh, like, you know, the first frame was like, well, well, you know, no one can judge me, but God. And then the second one was like, but that, that, that should, should scare, scare you. you. Yeah, 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 scare yeah, yeah. And, um, and like, I don't know, it's a good practice for me, mm-hmm. Matthew 25, uh, thinking about like what judgment is going to be and also like what judgment isn't, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't like, you're not consumed with negative kinds of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we'll talk about fear later, but like, you know, when we think about judgment, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure y'all hear this all the time because we all teach high school. Sure. Well, and Kathleen, you have, but taught, yeah. you teach yeah. middle school. God love you. And <laughs> like, when we think about like, you know, the idea of judging someone, it tends to have this negative connotation, yeah. right? Or I, I think we're all finding, we were talking about this earlier too, like that now it can have sort of this positive connotation in like cancel culture, right? Yeah. Someone yeah. has done something that the general consensus finds offensive and therefore that person is now canceled. Well, whether it's yeah. actually morally questionable right. or not. Right. It is, it's just whatever it fits with the secular perspective of you shouldn't have done or said X, right. Y, and Z. Right. So therefore there is no forgiveness after that action has been taken. Right. And that's not what we believe about 
like theological judgment, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but like judgment is about like the, the kind of doling out of justice, Mm -hmm. but also like in, in the context of God's mercy. Mm -hmm. Right. And the fact that like we are created in love. So God is always going to regard us as creatures of his super abundant love. Mm -hmm. And that is first and foremost, like the metaphysical, like basis of my being, like at the very core of my being, I am the stuff of God's love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we come to the idea of judgment, well, that we, I have to, you know, look concretely and accurately at like my own life and realize, all right, well, there are ways that I have strayed away from that love. Mm -hmm. There are things that I have both done and not done Mm -hmm. that I either shouldn't have done or should have done, you know? And when it comes to cancel culture, I, like I think you're right, Michael. That like there's no room for mercy there. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's the antithesis of what the church teaches us, especially in the sacrament of confession, is that the doors of forgiveness are always open, regardless of what you've done. Like if you are open to God's forgiveness, if you are repentant from your heart, then there isn't something that God's gonna say. Well, I'll forgive sins one, two, and three, but not four, five, and six, and right. so get ready for hell. Like it's it's if you want the love and you want the mercy, the door is open to you yeah. both here and then also in some sense you're preparing for the eternal, like yeah. eternal eternal forgiveness for your sins Mm -hmm. therefore you know going towards heaven yeah and i think you know something important to look at too is like like use the beatitudes use the corporal works of mercy mercy Mm. the spiritual works of mercy as like a a you know a basis of kind of taking assessment of your own life you know and that that's why we do like um accident that's why we do examination of conscience right you know so that we can kind of look at our life somewhat objectively yeah and and the the you know, the standard there is like the 10 commandments or the beatitudes or something. It's, it's the the truth, right? The truth that Jesus gives us about our, our, the ways that we should live. Um, but I think you're right that like, I spend a lot of time when I answer questions about hell specifically, Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time kind of steering people away from this, like this numerical way of looking at someone's like, like God is, is somehow the perception is, a lot of times that God is somehow keeping like a spreadsheet of all the things that I've done wrong Mm -hmm. and all the things that I've done right. And if the number comes out negative at the end, well, that's it for me. Yeah. He's the divine accountant who who knows you better than you know your own spending and such. Yeah. 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 That's usually my experience with students too, is that they, they focus more on, will I go to hell for X, Y, or or Z? And sometimes I have to say like, well, that's a mortal sin. And if you do it full knowledge, et cetera, then you're on the path, but I don't know what your whole life is going to be like, yeah. right? Like you're in your teen years, I, you know, you have at least 50 plus years ahead of you. I hope that your life gears towards heaven. And it, it, they focus on that so much to the point that like they forget that God also has the option of heaven and living well and yeah. and everything else. It's almost they want to figure out what the bare minimum is oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Of, like what, you know, mm-hmm. As a friend of mine says, like you shoot for purgatory as opposed to heaven. Um, yeah. And I think that they just want to avoid some of those really, really bad points. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love I love talking about the the beatitudes and the fact that, you know, what you were saying earlier, Olivia, is that in the beatitudes, that you know, Jesus says it. And I didn't come to to abolish the old. So when we look at the at the Ten Commandments, right, that are given to us, mm-hmm. it's a lot of you shall not, right? Mm-hmm. You shall yeah. not. You shall not. And the beatitudes comes behind and says, but you shall. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. it's the uh, such a beautiful example of how the the old and the New Testament you know, complete, complete each other. You have yeah. to have both, you know, you have to have the, um, the, what we can't do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is also calling us to what 
we should do. Yeah. We should do. Man, and that like that is the that is the age old question. You know, I was talking to somebody about this um, you know, um a few days ago we were talking about chastity. There's a chastity speaker, Jason Everett. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things that he ever does is in, you know, in one of his in his presentation is he, you know, he's like, Man, people are always asking me. He's you know, he speaks about chastity, theology of the body. Mm-hmm. And he said, Young people are always asking me how far mm-hmm. is too, too far. far. Yeah. And so what he does is he calls up, mm-hmm. you know, um, a you know big old football player, and he puts a, a girl wig on him, and and he he picks him up, and he says, if this were like my beloved, the one who I loved, right? And he's usually on a stage, and he's like, how far? How would I ask myself how close to the edge could I get? Mm-hmm. And like, and the guy's like, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, and he and he says that in a sense of you know in a, in in a sense of theology of the body mm-hmm. and chastity, but we. We often ask ourselves, like, okay, what is the what is the bare minimum that's going to get yeah. me into heaven, or at yeah. least close, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, why are we why why are we selling ourselves short? Why are we, you know, you, you know? And even when we talk about mercy, sometimes when I talk to, about mercy to people and forgiveness, they're like, oh well, don't worry, I'll just go to confession. And right. It's like, yeah. that's not the point. That's yeah, not the sin, point. Sin of presumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I love what you said that like he's offering us, the Lord's offering us like a full and complete life and yeah. the whole avoid this and do these good things yeah. as opposed to just avoid these bad things. And so much of the students is like, questions right now is like, what's the good life? What am I going to be doing yeah. with the rest of my life? But like the Lord's offered, like you can choose anything as far as career and stuff go, but these are the things that will give your life yeah. fullness and completeness and a sense of peace inside of yourself. And then with yeah. your fellow man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think something too, to point out is like, and I don't know, you know, you see this occasionally, it doesn't apply to everyone, but when we're, th- when we're thinking about like, okay, well, what I, what I did do versus what I didn't do. And those mm. are things that are all taken into account for like my own judgment. Um, and that's important, you know, that I should really only be focused on my judgment, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, but cause I'm the one who's going to have to stand before God and be like, this is who I am. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's what I did. But when we're looking at what I didn't do, um, the thing that came to mind was like, sometimes I can be too hard on myself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, uh, to the point of like kind of scrupulously looking at like things that I did and, and somewhat like presuming like, oh, well, like this is, I didn't do the right thing. This was a sin. You know what I mean? And so I know I'm not the only one who does that, but like just to, to kind of offer that as like, sometimes God has more mercy on us than we have on ourselves, you know? So like we might default, you know, to, especially because like the idea of judgment in Mm -hmm. the way that we're talking about it, theological judgment is really the only time that like you really hear this idea that like, I'm going to have to give an account to truth itself. Yeah of what I did and didn't do. And there is a right and a wrong answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that scares a lot of us because it's like, shoot, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Like, how am I going to like have that account of my life kind of play out? Yeah. And sometimes I think, and I'm not the only one, I think that we can forget that like God is more merciful than we think yeah. he is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like God's not gonna, we're, I, like, I really doubt we're going to get up there and God's going to say, well, you, you did you boo boo. So, you know, so that, did you live your best life? (laughs) Yes. There it is. You know, yeah, there's definitely, you know, I remember when I was growing up, somebody talked about the file cabinet, like Mm. the file cabinet, you know, that that when you get to heaven, but like this image of God pulling out the file cabinet and pulling out all the things. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no. So like, you know, just that image of, 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 
it's it's all going to be laid out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and there's at at the end there's nothing. There is no backspace. There is no control alt delete. There is no you know hard restart. Your it's that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So well, whether you are a sheep or a goat, I think it's time <laughs> we remind you that this is the Catholic Underground. That's right. It is. And we are we. And we are glad that you are here. Whether you're listening to us on all of the places you can listen to us. Whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Roku. Roku. Ah, see, I need lots to write these all these yeah, places, places down. Every time it's a new... <laughs> I know. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Whatever. Father Chris is on assignment somewhere. Um, I'm Kathleen. I'm here with Olivia, Michael... Jeff's up in space and Ed's in the ball pit like he always is. And here we are talking about um, everyone's, well, if our first favorite topic is death. Yes. Our second favorite topic, judgment. So the question becomes what what happens in the judgment? Like what what is it going to look like? Who can we, who judges? What can we judge? What, give us the answers. What are the answers? Well, so okay, this is one of my favorite things to talk. I was literally talking about this the other day. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about judging. I was talking about <laughs> hylomorphism. Um, so we we understand that we are body and soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, our body and soul, like our our soul, is not trapped in our body. Our body is not like just surrounding our soul, and our soul is just kind of bebopping around in our inside of ourselves somewhere. Um, our body and our soul body. are intertwined mm-hmm. to the point where they were never meant to be separated, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we, when you're conceived and your life begins, because that's when life begins, mm-hmm. um, your soul is created. It's an immortal soul, but it's created in that moment by God with your body at the exact same time. And it's meant to be together, but because of sin, um, our body dies, mm-hmm. yeah. right? We die, but our soul doesn't. Our soul lives on um, because you have an immortal soul that's never taken away, even though the effects of the of sin on the body are, are apparent. Um, but we believe in the resurrection of the body, right? Say it every Sunday. Yeah, we literally say it in the creed every Sunday. Yeah. All right, we believe in the resurrection of the body, which means that we're not meant to just be this disembodied soul, right? That's right. actually like uh, a kind of privation of what we're supposed to be. It's a lack of what we're supposed to be because of sin, right? Yeah. So we don't become angels when we die. Nope. We become disembodied souls awaiting the final resurrection of the dead Mm -hmm. Um, because we're always meant to get our body back. Mm -hmm. But that tells us that there are two moments of judgment, right? The first moment is when my body and soul are separated at my death. And that's like the particular judgment, the particular judgment of me, my life, right? Because it's at that moment that my soul goes to meet God, goes to meet Mm -hmm. my creator, right? Um, my body goes in the ground, decays, awaits the glorification uh, in the final resurrection and at the end of time, but my soul um, goes to, to meet God, right? And there is an account taken of my life. And then, you know, I, I go somewhere, right? Yeah, Metaphysically yeah. speaking, I go somewhere. Um, but there's also going to be a, a general judgment, right? So we can talk about like... Um, particular judgment a little bit deeper first. Um, And this is, I think, what people tend to think about when they Mm -hmm. think about like you're being judged, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be judged at the end of your life. And then you're sent somewhere. Right, right? yeah, Yeah, like a, you know, you run a line with St. Peter and he tells you right or left 
or yeah. down, yeah. right? Yeah, up or down, yeah. Yeah. or stay there and go or go down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is from the Catechism, um, and I, I think it's important to go back to the Catechism because sometimes people are like, "Do we really believe that?" Um, but it says that each man receives his eternal retribution in his immortal soul at the very moment of his death, in a particular judgment that refers his life to Christ. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Either entrance into the blessedness of heaven through purification or immediately or immediate and everlasting damnation. So a few things that I think are worthy of pointing out there. Um, particular judgment refers our life to Christ. Yeah. Right. It says yeah. like, how much was I like Christ? Yeah. Because when you yeah. think about it, like that's what the fathers said, the church fathers. They said that we're creating God's image and likeness. The image is a gift. Yeah. The likeness is a task. Mm. I'm supposed oh, yeah. to become more I like, like God. Yeah. Right. I'm supposed to become more like God. So at the end of my life, it's just like, did did you do it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that's one for me. That's one of the easiest and hardest parts of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Is God, as Jesus lays it out, and he's like, "Dude, you want like how many times does he get asked? How do I gain eternal life?" And he's like, "A lot more than you think." Here actually. it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here it is. And they're yeah. like, "Oh, that's too hard." And he's like, well, "I don't." I don't, tell you. I don't know what to tell you, you know? So, so it's the easiest thing. Like we're, you know, we're always, whether it's our students, whether mm-hmm. it's people in general, you know, old, young are always asking, how do I gain eternal life? How do I get into heaven? Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, read the gospels like, yeah. and, and then live the gospels, right. you know? So it's the easiest and the hardest part because it's all there, but mm-hmm. there's so much where we're like, no. Mm. Like how, you know, it's the same thing. How do I lose weight? You do this. Well, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) You know, like how do I, how do I learn a language? You study, you know, you study. I'm like, okay, was there a shortcut? You know, we're always looking for, for the, like we said, the shortcut. Exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's whenever you talk to students about like morality, they're like, well, what if about this, this, and this, what if this was the case? Like, does that mean I get out of it? And like, no, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Like your culpability might change, but it doesn't suddenly become okay because you were somehow a teensy bit more ignorant than somebody else. Like it was okay for you, but not for them. Yeah. The sliding scale. Yeah. The sliding scale. The sliding scale. Right. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so like whatever that may be, whatever that kind of, uh, account is rendered and I don't like to use the word account but like I want to use it because that's the kind of phrasing that pe- people will talk about yeah. yeah I think they I think they do they think that they're gonna have a rap sheet yeah almost at the end and that's gonna be what determines if they yeah. get in or not well the gospels especially especially Luke and and acts are full of well especially Luke's is full of this economic imagery you yeah know? Mm-hmm. and and debt and you know sin yeah. being yeah. you know redemption and so yeah, yeah redemption yeah this, those are all words that Jesus used so I think account is, is I, I think when you mentioned the debt portion in the gospel mm-hmm. I, I, that's one image I do love is that those parables where there's someone who's unable to pay their debt and is someone with student debt I can really relate yeah. to that <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and so like that's so magnificent that like it's like no we're gonna wipe that out yeah like, you don't have to do anything for it. you just have to be receptive to it and then mm-hmm. it, yeah. to use the colloquial term pay it forward yeah mm-hmm. like you have been shown a mercy beyond your capacity right. Mm-hmm. go and do likewise to others yeah. and yeah. that's like the most for me the most powerful image of that debt to yeah. Yeah. income ratios I'm all about bringing back the jubilee year in its right? full sense like mm-hmm. in its full sense so that they're like oh any debt you have let's wipe it out like, right yeah praise be Jesus <laughs> yeah so I include the mortgage yeah so I think account is yeah. is yeah is great well and like while you were talking made me think about something that I heard someone say in college and like I was I was learning how to be Catholic in college. Like mm-hmm. I thought that I knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. Then I went to college and I was like, mm. so look at the university of Dallas if you're of college age anyway. Um, and <laughs> yes. And um, 
I remember someone saying like when like they had been asked recently like if um if you know they believed or like are you saved right someone um, like who is uh, Protestant around them had asked them like are you saved and they responded this person responded with um well I've been redeemed but I'm Mm -hmm. working towards my salvation And I always loved that. And, and it struck me, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I like to think about things I don't understand. So I like wrote it down so I could think about it. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because we are redeemed. We are, we are bought back from the slavery of sin, mm-hmm. right? That's what Jesus accomplishes on the cross and in the resurrection and just by living and breathing. And he, he buys us back for eternal life. But it's up to me with God's grace, like God invites me into his divine life. Mm-hmm. And I have to choose it. Like you were yeah. saying, like I have to choose to receive that and then apply it, right? Like yeah. like use the gift that I'm given of like the promise of eternal life and like live it now. Yeah. Yeah. And if I've done that, then in the particular judgment, I will be able to say, I, I'm not perfect, you know, but I lived my life like Christ. Yeah. You know? Um and then so like in the general judgment, um, that's particular judgment. In the general judgment, this is, you know, at the at the end of time, right? Things are wrapping up here on earth. End of history. End of history, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a recreation of heaven and earth. Um, then this is the, the last judgment, or uh, you'll hear it called the last judgment or the universal judgment after the resurrection of the dead, right? So all of the dead will be raised. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. the, the just and the unjust and mm-hmm. everybody gets their body back because mm-hmm. that's what we're meant for. We're meant to have a body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those who have already been um, who have already chosen uh, and lived their life according to, you know, this choice of heaven or hell mm-hmm. will remain there, but they will have their body back. Yeah. Um, the the souls who are um, who have have merited heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, will have a glorified body. And um, there, there won't be purgatory anymore, but um, because it'll be this final judgment, it's final, it's forever. It's over, um, yeah. Yeah, but everyone gets their body back. And I think that's so important. And like, honestly, when I taught this last year, one of my students asked me that and I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I had to go read in the catechism and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Because we are always meant to have our body and we are always meant to be in the presence of God in a bodied, a creaturely mm-hmm. form. Um, and so, that's what we believe about the general judgment, right? That's when Jesus will think of like the behind the the altar of the Sistine Chapel, right? Yeah. When Jesus is welcoming the souls of the just into heaven, mm-hmm. right? And the souls of uh, the unjust are relegated again to hell, right? Yeah. Um, and again, we'll talk about this when we get to heaven and hell. Like that's a it's a choice that's made, right? Yeah, and I think that that choice though stuff frightens people is a. I mean, one of it is I think on some level they want to be able to not worry so much about their choices in the context of eternity. Like no one likes particularly to think about death. And if you're a Christian, you have to think about death in the context of this judgment. Like where is your soul headed in the day-to-day life? And that's an important thing. Yeah, to, to, sure. to constantly think about it. the students don't understand that usually. No, well, nobody, nobody, <laughs> looks nobody at, wants to. Yeah. No, they'll never live past you know fifty because that's old. Well, we that's look there you have it. But we're gonna talk more about judgment. You are listening to the Catholic Underground. We take a little break. We'll be right back. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, 
our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. I always feel like I'm in a uh, a episode of Saved by the Bell when that music. I was about to say the '90s, yeah, yes. the '90s, yeah. Welcome back. You are listening to the Catholic Underground. You may be watching us as well. If you are, I'm sorry about my hair. I'm growing it out for my wedding. It'll be better <laughs> Which is next, next week. week. Yes, it's me, Kathleen. Father Chris is on assignment. I'm here with Olivia Galino, Michael Lane, uh, Jeff is up stairs somewhere <laughs> in space, and Ed Ball is in the ball pit. Our picks of the week are coming later, yes, yep. so get excited. Um, but we've been talking tonight about judgment, about judgment. And so, um, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, all these things that come after after death and after, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when we've been told a lot of things, we've been told a lot of things in scripture and, um, you know, through revelation, but like sometimes it can be kind of scary. Yeah. But we also have to remember that there is hope, right? Yes, for sure. And um, and and even though we're we're looking at, you know, I, I uh, we can look at this as a one and done kind of thing. We've been talking about that, like either either you're in or you're out, yeah. like that's it, and you'll never know until we certainly we certainly can know. Yeah. You know, and we're talking, you know, earlier about how do we know? Are we living? I loved what you said, and who remind me who said that about the image is a gift. Oh, and the likeness is task. Yeah, uh, it's one of the church fathers. I can't Ooh, remember. I'm gonna have to this find that out. Like, yeah. put it up somewhere and be like, "Isn't that great? Are yeah. you living the task?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, like, literally, when I teach my students about the sorry, I feel like we're talking about like our students so much, but well, yeah, maybe they're listening right now. it is what we do. <laughs> but when I teach them about like you know, in, for, in both my freshman and my seniors, we like we're talking about the imago dei, we're creating the image yeah. of God, but it's the image and the likeness, right? And after sin, that is fractured, right? Yeah. Um, that the image is still there, right? We're never created less in the image of God. That's not even possible, but yeah. the likeness becomes more difficult, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I, I love what um, Archbishop Fulton Sheen says about judgment, right? He says like, for when the curtain goes down on the last day, which is such an eerie image, yeah. uh, and we respond to the curtain call of judgment, we will not be asked what part we played, but how well we played the part that was yeah. assigned to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. But that can, like you were saying, like that can, kind of strike some fear, but we also like, just like we have to kind of recapture, I think it's a, it's an important project to recapture this idea of judgment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that judgment is, it's it's something that's coming. It's part of life, yeah. right? After sin. Um, and so, you know, that's just, that's just the reality. Um, we also have to kind of recapture this idea of fear, right? That like, there are, you know, there's fear of the Lord, right? right there's yeah. like healthy kinds of fear when it comes to like awe and wonder. But I think it first starts with just awareness, right? We tend to be afraid of the things that are unknown to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like um, like maybe we're afraid of the dark because we don't know what's in the dark, right. yeah. you know? Or like, mm-hmm. um, I find it funny that a lot of people nowadays will say like, well, I'm afraid of like the deep ocean because oh, yeah. we just don't know what's down there. And it's like- Well, you're not going down there. So. Yeah, like, like I mean, you're not, you yeah. know? But yeah. also it's like, well, why? Like, I mean, yeah. it's discoverable. Like, it's not, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, 
but even you know one of the class one of my classmates is the girl who went to space recently oh, yeah. uh, oh, from yeah. high school we were mm-hmm. friends in high school and uh i was thinking about it and i was like i wouldn't want to go to space it's just too much unknown you know and it's like yeah. it's a natural fear that we have um but i think that that is kind of remedied by like Honestly, I, I think about the ancient philosophers, like Plato called philosophy a preparation for death mm-hmm. because you have to think about eternal things. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to contemplate eternity and yeah. that requires looking beyond just this life. But if we only look at this life, well then yeah. we get scared because we don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah well, because de- death is game over. There's nothing yeah. after. And I, I think this is one of the beautiful things when you, like people think I think of theology and, and the way you live the Christian life are totally separate. Like, oh, that's just the intellectual stuff, but I'm actually living the Christian life. Like, this is like one moment where I think they meet yeah. very beautifully to address like a very natural human fear of the unknown is the church, if you, assuming you are a Christian, like you've entrusted your soul to Holy Mother Church, whether it's through the, through the sacraments or your day-to-day life in your parish or whatever. And on some level, you if you aren't, like you say like, oh, I wanted that. Yeah, it's a gamble in the sense of like you don't know until you enter the Christian life. And once you do, if you can trust the Lord with your, you know, your vocations, with your confession, like revealing yeah. your sins, et cetera, like you can trust the church in what she says about the last things. Like yeah. you're, that's like the beautiful thing here is that there are teachings on this so that you're not afraid right. and that you can put it into action in your day-to-day life, whether yeah. that's amending yourself if you are living a life of sin or just trying to do better, do, to do good in the world. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, think about like those teaching moments in our own life where it's like, you know, maybe I'm just bebopping around in my own life and like as a teenager or as a young adult mm-hmm. or whatever, I have like a shocking experience. Maybe when I realized like, well, I thought that I was like safe in this yeah. situation mm-hmm. and I wasn't, right? Or like, you know, when you get in trouble <laughs> with, with your parents um, and they have to kind of, you know, I don't know. I remember like, I really wanted, this is gonna sound so nerdy, I was really, when I was a kid, I loved the library and I wanted to That's go to the library. Kathleen, don't judge me. <laughs> I wanted to go to the library all I, the time. I do not judge. And it was the Lord does. <laughs> That's the topic of the show. And I really wanted to go to the library, but you know, my mom could only have time to take me so much, you know? Yeah. And so I, it wasn't that far from our house. And I remember being like, mama, like, can I please just ride my bike to the mm-hmm. library? But it would have required crossing like a four lane, like, not safe Hi, yeah. not a highway yeah. but like yeah, yeah it wasn't safe and I was like eight years old at the time and I remember her telling me like just really vividly like well honey like you might get hit by a car there aren't sidewalks and like I wouldn't have eyes on you you know mm-hmm. and it was the first time like because my innocent brain's like I just want to go read books you know yeah um but it was the first time that I had thought about it in the context of well maybe I wouldn't be safe you know yeah and so there was a kind of like healthy fear that was inspired in me Mm. like okay well i i need to remain in situations where i am safe because there are other things like you know it's just one of those like you know like Like inside out like the core memories yeah it's 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 an awareness thing yeah and once you find that yeah the, the fear is inspired, like a kid who doesn't know not to cross the street, and then once they figure out, right. that they're scared to because they right. they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like once we know about what is going to come, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Even if we don't know the particulars, you know, like like Kathleen, you were saying earlier, like um, that your students will ask you questions all the time about like specifics about like yeah. hell mm-hmm. and heaven and whatever, and you what had does to it look just, like yeah, yeah, and you had to be like, well. I don't, I've never been there. Well, they, they, and they ask and they're like, is, is this going to be there right. from, from like from my life here? Is this, yeah. and I'm like, y'all, if this is what heaven looks like, mm-hmm. we are seriously like undershooting <laughs> the, what God has promised. Like right. yeah. this, what makes us happy on earth is 
you know, exponential in heaven. Like it's, it's like not this, but like the happiness that we experience here on earth will be exponential, you know. But that's what that's what's so hard to right. contemplate, right? Is that like heaven is beyond our comprehension. Right. It's a mystery. They always like want to know the mechanics. You're mm-hmm. right. But yeah. it's like I can't tell you. Yeah. I've never yeah. been there. Um, and the, but I've never actually gotten the question of like how do I get there? Yeah. Like I always get like, mm-hmm. can I do this? Can I not do this? What is heaven like? What is hell yeah. like? It's like, don't the you want to ask like, game. what's the way to, yeah, the zero sum game. They don't ever want to ask like, yeah. what do I need to give up and do in order to follow Christ? I've never yeah. gotten that question yeah. in 10 years. Like no one ever wants to know yeah. that. Cause that once you have that knowledge, they yeah. love ignorance because ignorance is bliss and yeah. they can't be held accountable oh, to yeah. what they do not know. So oh, you never yeah. ask for the details of like the Christian yeah. life to the point where like, I guess I got to change a few yeah. things. That's not yeah. good. Yeah. I, and I like, I find it funny when we go back to Matthew, you know, 25 and, and the, the idea that they were like, Lord, when did we, I have no doubt that when I get to heaven, the Lord is going to be like, look, this is, this is what I'm judging you on and how I'm judging you. And let's take a look together. And mm-hmm. I'm be like, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt that I'm going to be like, Oh Lord, <laughs> when did I see? And he's going to be like, Kathleen, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I, you got, you got me. Right. You're right. You're right. Like, I don't, I don't think that any of us, you know, are going to be su- surprised, yeah. you know, when we get there and, and he's like, this is, this is the way I'm judging you. And I don't, you know, I don't feel like Jesus, you know, like I'm going to get there and God's going to be like, wah, 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 you don't have the you know? image of angry Jesus. No, in your head, no, no. But I have, like, I do have him saying, Let's let's be real. Yeah. Let's but take a look. You just know? in like talking about this right now, I feel like this should be an opportunity then to go back and say, Well, I'm not dead yet and I'm not mm, dying. Yeah. So therefore there this is a good time to do a self inventory, develop right. some self awareness of where I'm at with my relationship with Christ. Um, you know, if you're married or whatever, your spouse, your vocation, yeah. whatever it is, like these moments to me are like gifts. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. you you've like thought about eternity, but you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you have a chance to say, Okay, I can tweak the needle if I need to. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if we're being honest, all of us need to, at least to a certain extent. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think something that you made me think of, Kathleen, was like, uh, like uh, just being aware, like, like you're all talking about, but I think awareness leads to authenticity, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I think that's why the, the the lives of the saints are so striking to us, right? Because they lived authentic lives. Yeah. Yeah. And even if we know about their like hiccups, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, like St. Augustine, when I teach about St. Augustine or just tell anyone about St. Augustine, I'm like, you have to read him because he is so like yeah. aware of his brokenness and the ways that he was kind of a jerk, you know, yeah. and lived this, this horrible life. And yeah. then even like when he becomes a bishop and he's just like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that. Yeah. He seems, you know? he yeah. somehow seems yeah. more real, right? Like, yeah. Like his inabilities to say, like he knows like multiple, if you read confessions, he knows what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. And he's like, but I can't stop. So yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. And at some point I will stop. And that is so Lord make me chase, but yeah, not yet. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so, I don't want to say it's refreshing because that, that doesn't it's, sound right, but like it does make you see the saints as real people. Yeah. And I it, guess maybe yeah. there might be another way of putting it. Yeah. And I mean, I think the authenticity is important because like, you know, what do we, what do we want? We want to be the saints, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be, we're, we're called to be saints now, but we also want to be the saints who are the, the sanctified ones, the holy ones who yeah. are beholding the face of God. That's yeah. what we want, you know, and that's what we're created for. And I think it's refreshing because sometimes you get like the like overly sanitized version of saints lives, yeah. you know, and it's the just holy like, card version. yeah, that's like they were a nun yeah. their entire life. And then they died. That's, you know, what, that's what I yeah. love when it's like, when it's like virgin and martyr, I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no, that, no. That has to be more than that. Yeah. Right? Is that the only way? Like, please yeah. don't put that on my holy card when right. I die. Like, you know. Yeah. But it's like. Unless it's true. But, 
<laughs> but there are people who like had authentic, just, I don't know, like real life situations, right. experiences, mm-hmm. right? They, they messed up, but they knew mm-hmm. they were, there was not anything about their own life that was like, they were like unaware of and they right. weren't hiding. Right. Like, I think that's why I keep thinking about St. Augustine. Like he didn't hide from the Lord. He just, he was very open about like, I know, I know what's up with you, but um, you're going to have to give me some more time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I love that because then that makes it more possible for me in my own life to be like, all right, God, you, we, we both know what's up here. We, <laughs> yeah. we both yeah. know yeah. none of us are, are unaware. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty instead right. of like this facade of like, Oh, but like, I'm so holy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what the saints life should be doing for you yeah. is that they should call you to account. And then, I mean, recently just had St. Martin of Tours and uh, in the office of readings, it talks about his death when he's around his priest from his diocese. And in, at least for me, when you see their full life, if you are able to read the lives, the students are always like, well, why do we talk about the saints? Like, so you can be inspired to live well, yeah. and then at the end, die well. And I think yeah. if Father Chris was here, he'd probably tell you, given the amount of times I'm sure he's anointed people, is that you die how you live. Yeah. And, and to the extent to which you have lived a life in Christ is the extent to which your death will be either something that is awesomely fearful or yeah. horribly fearful. You yeah. know, like I trust the Lord for the past 80 years. I can trust him in these final moments yeah. or yeah. I haven't spoken to God in 40 years. And now I'm about to meet him. Like, yeah. like there's a, I really have sympathy for people who are like to use, not to be a pun, but like deathly afraid of death is yeah. that like, I haven't spoken to God. And if he is there, I'm about to meet him. And that's yeah. a weird thing. Like, yeah. Hey, I haven't talked to you in 40 years. Now we're going to spend eternity together. It's, right. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever talked to your students about heaven, but it's like, if you don't talk to God here, yeah. why do you want to spend heaven for right. eternity with him because that's what heaven is right. like well, maybe it's different maybe it's something else like no, maybe but probably not no, yeah. that's, not, that's it. i always have if i can say a a holy envy of people who you know in their in their old age have said and say i'm i'm ready to go home yeah. you know and they yeah. look forward to they look forward to death and i'm i like i remember the first time i experienced that i was like yeah what yeah. like that's that is ins- that's insane yeah. but now the older i get the more i'm like i want to in not only my final days when i'm 99 years mm-hmm. old but i want to today because we never know like could it be when i'm 99 sure could it be tomorrow on yeah. my way to work yes yeah i want to be able to say at any point in my life, and I'm not, I'm not ready to say that. Yeah. But I want to be able to say at any point in my life, I'm ready to go. You have, you have a holy yeah. detachment and yeah. a holy trust in the Lord. Like, I mean, I have small children, so my fears of death have changed sure, yeah. over the years. And so now I'm like, okay, I trust my wife to take care of everything, but I may not be there. What if they needed me? Yeah. And it's like, I tr- I, if I can trust the Lord when I'm here, I should be able to trust the Lord yeah, afterwards. And, yeah. and then he'll take care of everything according yeah. to his will. Yes. It's yeah. certainly interesting how your your view of death changes. Like I told my fiance, I was sharing this with you, I was like, I tell him all the time, like, you can't die. Ever. <laughs> You're never going to die. And he's like, well, at some probably, point. Probably he will. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's enough. You're not doing yeah. that. We're going to live forever. <laughs> Yeah, I so my grandmother passed away recently and she's one of those people who like honestly like most of my life she would say things like, "Well, well I can't buy green bananas." And the implication being like cuz they're going to oh. go bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh or no because I won't be here like when they when they, when actually they are actually ripe. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like That's hilarious. <laughs> and and even my like my parents do, and maybe it's the Italian in us, I don't know, but my parents are starting to the same thing. They're like my mom will like be, you know, I'll compliment some of her jewelry or something. She'll be like, well, you can have it if you want, like when I die. And I'm like, I'm good. Thank yeah. you so much, you know? Don't ever and, say that. and so, yeah, I'm always the one being like, stop, like, don't, you know, don't talk about it. And I, it's, 
I, I really like, I praise my parents for this, like the way that they have always just been like very aware of mm-hmm. like, you know, like we, we, we pray for the dead mm-hmm. and we're preparing for, for our own death and we always have to be ready to meet Jesus, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think that that has in some way like taken the, the veil of like suspicion mm-hmm. off of yeah. that for yeah. me. And I really like, I'm grateful for it because I don't know how I would be able to function as an adult mm-hmm. if I was like, but what's going to happen yeah, petrified. to me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a happy death is, is that you're yeah. prepared and ready to meet the Lord. Yeah. When my mom passed uh, from breast cancer, she ended up, uh, Father Andrew Merrick actually, I called and was trying to get priests over there in Houston. And three of them ended up showing up throughout the day. And the last one ended up staying with us. Mm-hmm. And I remember my aunt telling me that her and my mom had spoken before she had gone up for her last treatment. And she was ready because very simply, she'd went to confession. She'd received the Eucharist and she everybody knew that she That's loved so them. Right. And so like she had like the happy death of the sacraments, her family and the church all right next to her. And That's like that, beautiful. that image of the church as mother was like right there towards yeah. the end. Cause the mother is with you from beginning to end, yeah. right? Like from cradle to grave. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something that not everyone is given, which is why the church always puts that yeah. in her prayers is like, pray for the happy death, prepare, pray for the prepared death that mm-hmm. that doesn't catch you unawares. Yeah. Or it's yeah. like you just says it a thief in the night. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I want to be ready. And I think that's part of like where the mercy of God comes into mm-hmm. that like we have so many opportunities mm-hmm. to yeah. become more like Christ. Like uh, I was explaining, you know, again to my students the other day about like the angels and how like mm-hmm. the angels, their free will is not like ours. Mm-hmm. And because of their immaterial spiritual creation, they only had like in the very, very like split second after they were created to either choose God or not choose God. Yeah according to like his plan for salvation and, and they had full knowledge of and it. they had full knowledge yeah and there's no like didn't. new new information's coming down the line right and some of them didn't and that's how we have the fallen angels but you and i are created in god's image and likeness mm-hmm. and even adam and eve had ways that they could become more like god which is why god withheld for a time the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good mm-hmm. and evil it's not that he never wanted to give it to them it's maybe they weren't ready yet yeah right and not in a, a like sinful way like they had to like you know get past yeah, some sin or, or yeah. yeah but they they just there was something you know if that in god's estimation he knew that they weren't ready for that yet and he wanted to give them that gift you know yeah and so it's really a mercy that like we have all these opportunities like every day is rife with opportunities to say yes mm-hmm. to like who god wants me to be you know, and to to yeah. to make myself more like Christ, the judge, right? Because that's who's going to judge me. That's who's going to sit in judgment. Um, and you know, Mary is going to be sitting right next to Jesus and like pleading on our yeah. behalf. You know, yeah. um, and Christ is his judge, but he's a merciful judge, right? And he he looks at us in love because he knows who we are better than we yeah. do. Yeah, that's one of the most beautiful mysteries of the church is that you know, you may fall into the, the, you know, the avenging God or the super merciful, everyone gets in for free God, so yeah. to speak. Um, but the fact that God is perfect justice and perfect mercy is beyond our comprehension. I think that's a beautiful mystery that you don't have to be afraid of, that you can enter into it and that for whatever way you want to phrase this, like that's going to work out to your benefit because yeah. like, God always has your best interests at heart, whether you realize it or not. Like, yeah. he loves you more than you love yourself. He loves your future more than you love your future. And he certainly loves your eternity more than you do. Yeah. And that like, he always will keep that at the forefront. Yeah. And that's beautiful and liberating at the same time. Cause I, yeah. I do worry about like the amount of opportunities. Like when you teach the faith, 
it's like I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's no ignorance here. Right. Like my millstone is gonna be around <laughs> my neck. Yeah. yeah. It's where, like my wife and I've joked about that. Like we've been doing this our entire adult lives. There's really nothing we can claim we didn't know about. Yeah. So if, like if we're doing yeah, it, right? we're doing it with full knowledge. Yeah. Um, so the need to conversion is somehow heightened. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's why as soon as that you know like what if that's always what if right. Leslie, what if you didn't know and I'm like boo boo. <laughs> you go to a Catholic school, yeah. you know, we ain't talking about that. That ain't you. Like, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. so, so that whole like feigned ignorance. Oh, I didn't know. Well, if you ask the question, you probably did know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, most certainly. Right. Mm. Most certainly. Well, well I want to read from a couple of things. So St. Peter of Alcantara to St. Teresa talks about how Jesus will bless the saints in judgment. And so we don't, we, we tend to think about the like, the taking of account at judgment, mm-hmm. but I thought that this was beautiful. Um, St. Peter says, he will then bless all the tears shed through sorrow for their sins and all their good works, their prayers, mortifications, and communions. Above all, he will bless them for the pains of his passion and the blood shed for their salvation. And after these benedictions, the elect, singing alleluias, shall enter paradise to praise God and love God in eternity. Mm. I love that. And it's just like, it's eerie, because it's there's so much hope, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's what we're made for. We're made for that. We're made for that that final not final, but that like everlasting benediction. Yeah. You know, like when Jesus praises the the saints, it's it's like crazy to think about that. Um for the ways that they have entered into his own passion. Yeah. You know? Um and I mean Benedict the sixteenth, my man, mm-hmm. even says same thing, like mm-hmm. Um, that those who commit themselves to live like him are freed from the fear of death, no longer showing the sarcastic smile of an enemy, but offering the friendly face of a sister, as St. Francis wrote. Mm-hmm. In this way, God can also be blessed for it. Mm-hmm. Praise be to you, my Lord, for our sister bodily death. Mm-hmm. We must not fear the death of the body, faith reminds us, as it is a dream from which we will awake one day. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like you, you read those things and you're like, I want that, you know? Like, yeah. I want that, even if I don't understand how to get it, I want that fear or that lack of fear mm-hmm. of what's coming next. Yeah. Tolkien and some of his stuff outside of Lord of the Rings talks about death as a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like in that, like it is scary and it can be incor- incredibly painful. Um, and also full of sorrow for those who remain behind, but it, it's in some sense, a gateway to a greater gift that you can't comprehend until you're there. Yeah. And that you, it, if it's a path we all have to take, you don't need to be afraid. Yeah. Um, yeah. That again, if you were, God created you out of love and he loves you, beyond anything you could ever imagine. So yeah. like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, yeah, that nice self-preservation is still there, but beyond that, you don't need to be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Brings us full circle to a quote from uh, Pope Benedict XVI. He says, the one who has hope lives differently. Yeah. So when we have hope in what comes next, we live differently. Yeah. yeah. And you see that in the people who do have hope. Yeah. What? I love it. Chills. Mm. Oh, I just got chills. Mm. Love it. So don't be afraid of judgment. It's going to happen to us all. We can't escape it. <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> so live your life like you know you're going to be judged because yeah. it's coming. Well, Jeff, we may not judge you, but we'll judge your picks of the week. So <laughs> it's Love part it. <laughs> of our show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. Hey, oh, that's right. Reading rainbow thing. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. And <laughs> for our first pick of the week, shall we go to our guest? Michael Lane. What you got for us, Michael? Okay. So I'm finishing a book right now. 
by Zena Hitz, H-I-T-Z, since we're talking about death and judgment and whatnot. Uh, her book called Lost in Thought, The Hidden Pleasures of an Intellectual Life. And it's not like prof- like a professory thing. It's yeah. like an ordinary person thing. Mm. Um, so if you're struggling to think about death, like her book is a good way to like get your life of the mind going. Not the, I know we have screens. We get off the screens yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, contemplate the good things of life before you contemplate death maybe. So yeah. Wow. So Zena hits lost in thought. Lost in thought. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Kevin. She's great. Olivia, what you got over there? <laughs> I hate going second. You know this. <laughs> Yay. Okay. My pick Bad of the week. <laughs> no, literally we're just talking about judging picks of the week. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. fantastic. So okay, my pick of the week is kind of like Kathleen inspired in the sense that it's like, are you thinking about your gift giving this year? Yes, we're like, about to start gift giving. Right? Which is so exciting. So I recently discovered through like YouTube um, this website called Shop Miss A. So shop like that and then M-I-S-S-A. Anyway, um, dot com. And it is, it's a lot of like, you know, like makeup, skincare stuff. But they have like really great like houseware stuff and like even like stationary things, um, like just random things that you wouldn't think like, oh, that's really useful, like foldable travel hangers and stuff like that. Um, But as well as like holiday stuff, jewelry, whatever. And everything on this website is either one or two dollars. What? It's like like a massive dollar store. And I've ordered from there and their stuff is great. Like their stuff rivals like some high end things. For a dollar. For a dollar. For one doll hair. So I, you know, and you know, I, I, this year I'm like trying to be very like sparing uh-huh. in my gifts giving Adulty. because, yep. you know, savings are a thing. Yeah, budget. And I yeah. found this website and I like freaked out because I can give really good gifts that, and especially like stocking stuffers type yeah. stuff. Yeah. I can give really good gifts and not break my bank. So shopmissa.com. Very good. You know, I'm going to be there like, right? I'm going to shoot it up to Jeff and I'm probably yeah. going to go there right now. <laughs> Jeff, up in space, do you have a, a pick of the week for us? I do. And it's a uh, documentary that uh, actually was made mm, uh, a couple of years back, but uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, has to do with the artist uh, Johannes Vermeer, mm. uh, 17th century artist uh, mm-hmm. from um, Holland, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, this is not in the movie, but the history of, of that artist uh you know, he was um, uh, alive, born during the era of the uh, Reformation Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, the, the woman he fell in love with, her mama says, you ain't going to marry my daughter until you become Catholic. So um, so that's kind of an interesting. And they wound up having 15 children. So God oh really blessed them uh, tremendously. <laughs> wow. But this, this guy goes on a, and this is a man who, um, uh, who uh, invented uh, the video toaster back in the 1990s? Oh, um, uh, video uh, graphics and what have you, Michael? Yeah. You probably know him. Uh, Tim Jennison is his name, mm-hmm. uh, and now he owns New Tech, and they make the uh, TriCaster uh, video equipment. Uh, but uh, he goes on this five-year trek to find out how Vermeer came up with this this totally different look uh, to his art, and it's just fascinating. You'll love it. Wow. A couple of Bad words, but like I told Ed, it's nothing that you wouldn't hear in the grocery store. So. <laughs> a little, little PG thirteen. Uh, yeah, it is PG thirteen. It's like the price of what is gone. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, where so, can you find it? Is uh, it on- yeah, you if you just uh, if you just Google it, uh, it's available on uh, Prime Video and 
other fine uh, websites. But okay. uh, excellent. Tim's Vermeer's the name of it. Nice. Kathleen, what is your pick of the week? I of course have been um, wedding planning. Yes. I mean, yes. what, what else have to do? Almost done. What Almost else have to do with my yeah. life? And I've been um I've been blowing up Etsy. But I want to tell you ah. about one of the things that my sweet Adam uh, wanted to have at the wedding was a cornhole set. We've been watching professional uh, cornhole. Wait, there's, there's a professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's championship. Dear it's fantastic. It's on ESPN. Play, yeah. um, so we, he wanted to get a cornhole set. And I was like, huh. so I'm showing him all these uh, these options, you know, and mm-hmm. they're all like monogrammed. And so we picked one and it was all like cream. And well, you could um, you could customize it. And so I surprised him. Aww. And one nice. of them is purple and gold. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> and one of them is blue and orange because he went to Florida. Blue. Oh. Yeah. And I, but I also got LED lights in the hole that oh, are cool. remote control. I mean, I got oh, all kinds of stuff. So, cool. so it's from nice. this place on, it, and it's called um, um, what is it called? Wedding Wedding Wor- Woodworks Co. Okay, and they do a lot oh. of a lot of. It's more than wedding stuff, though. If you want it at your at your house, get it. Very great um, quality. They had all kinds of options. Like we got uh, some add-ons. We got the the box underneath that we can store all of our bags oh, in. Yeah. These are cute. We got to custom color our bags. Um, we got carrying cases. It's phenomenal. Man. So that's Wedding Woodworks Co. on Etsy. This is nice. cute. We'll put that in the link. But Jeff, yeah, the show notes. We got to thank some people. Oh, uh, and as always, the Catholic Underground is made possible by viewers, listeners, prayer warriors, and benefactors just like you. You can become an official undergrounder today by going to catholicunderground.com slash donate. Also, help us out by letting others know about us. And, and remember to like us, heart us, uh, and say some good words about us if you leave a review. That really does help us. So uh, please consider leaving favorable comments, and we'll pray for you. Yeah. Oh, we're going to pray for you anyway. We'll pray yeah. for you anyway. <laughs> Our panelists this week have been... Michael Lane with us one more time. Yay. Glad to be here. Exiled Texan 86 on Twitter. On Twitter. Sure. Yeah. sure. sure. Thanks for sure. being yeah. here, Michael. I always enjoy it. It's fun. Excellent. We also have had Olivia Galino at the dot real dot OMG on Instagram and Twitter. Always a pleasure. Oh, love you too. Yes, indeed. As well as Jeff Blackwell, our technical director at Jeff Blackwellis on all the things. It's a privilege. Um, Ed Ball has been our video director. He's in the ball pit, and I'm not sure that he has any social media, but we'll find him. Jim Hay is our research assistant with his crew in the lab, and you know me. I'm Kathleen at Kaylee626 on Instagram and Twitter, I think, but I'm not really on Twitter. Um, Watch for changing handles. It's coming. Congrats. You've been listening to and watching the Catholic Underground, cutting through the noise so you can find that still small voice. We'll see you next time.